Hey, how you doing, man? Can you hear me all right? I'm getting great. How about me? Uh, yeah. Uh, just talk a little bit more so I get a better feel. Okay, not a problem. So, welcome to the show. I do appreciate you being on and taking the time out to actually do this review with me. I've been doing comedies for like the last couple of weeks, and you know, I figured do something a little bit lighter, especially after Halloween, to go on ahead and do something like that. You know? Cool. Yep. And uh, yeah, sounds good. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, though. Um, are you still doing the uh, Mark with the Movie blog? Are you still with them? Or are you doing your own thing, branching out a little bit? I'm still with Mark with the Movie blog. Um, I do have my own network or my own channel on YouTube, but uh, and and I started a couple episodes of a show there, but it's just been put on hold the last couple weeks or so. So I'm uh, we won't bring that up yet. Okay. I got you. Not a problem, man. Not a problem. So, anyways, uh, hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show for today's podcast episode. I actually have Jay Wade with me today, and we're actually going to be reviewing the 2000 film starring Robert De Niro and Ben Stiller, Meet the Parents. This movie is 20 years old. This movie also had a budget of $55 million and grossed $330.4 million at the box office. And I think that's actually pretty impressive for a Ben Still and Robert De Niro combination. Yeah, it, I mean, holy crap, man. The uh, Talk about a bang for your buck. <laughs> that's, right? that's a huge turnover, man. Um, with stellar cast. Uh, wonder how much, the ca- how much of that uh, budget went toward just the cast. Oh, God. You're talking about De Niro who's an A-list actor? Yeah. And everything? Don't get me wrong, Ben is a great comedian and com- comic actor as well. But if you look at them side by side, I would have to say most of the money probably went towards the narrow. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, but, and then, yeah, you add in Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson. I mean, you know, he he's he's not uh, the he's not expensive, I'm sure, in, in the world. And we're talking in the world of uh, acting and entertainment profession. Um, because as I said that, I'm like, well, well, yeah, yeah, that's a lot of money, uh, to us average, uh, average Joes out there. But, um, but yeah, uh, Owen Wilson would bring in a pretty penny too. I'm trying to think who else was in that, that I think that's pretty much it. Who would command a hefty, a hefty fee to, uh, to be in the movie. That's true as well. Uh, to be honest with you. There's uh, Bale Danner, Kerry Polo, James Rayburn, John Abrams, Owen Wilson, like you mentioned. And, of course, you have Randy Newman, who did the music. Yeah. Yep, that's a lot of your budget there, too, man. Right, most definitely. And, and I wonder who pulled in more off of that, Randy Newman or Robert De Niro? Huh, that's actually pretty interesting. I wonder who actually did pull those numbers off. Yeah. If you actually think about it. But, you know, this is actually a remake, believe it or not. No way. Are you serious? Yes, it is. It, this was actually a remake. Wow. Um, what was the, yeah, Okay, no. so give me the lowdown on the original, please. Well, to be honest with you, I didn't know this was a remake until recently. So all I know is Meet the Parents. So the remake came out in 1992 with the same name. Hmm. It was directed by Greg Glenn. And produced by Jim Vincent. Interesting. And, and Mary Ruth Clark was uh, the co-writer. And of course, Universal went on ahead and bought the rights so that way they could go on ahead and make the remake of this. I had no idea, man. I just always kind of assumed uh, it was something that Ben Stiller had his hand in in creating. You know what I mean? Same here. Especially when you look at the mafia thing with Robert De Niro and Ben Stiller. Yeah. You know, that's what sold me on the trailer when I was like, when I was a teenager. I'm like, okay, so we got a mobster inter- being uh, interviewing a person that's gonna be wanting to be engaged to his daughter. That's what I actually saw. It. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I really love this movie though for what it is, even though it's 20 years old now, and some of the stuff might be a little dated or whatever, but it still holds up. Oh, for sure. For sure. I I just gave it a rewatch a couple, three days ago or so. And, uh, 
yeah, man, it's it's freaking hilarious, dude. There's so many good parts in it. There's so many subtle jokes. Um, there's I, I I don't know. There's just a lot of stuff hidden away in there, man. Um, it's stuff that I just realized and noticed for the first time the other day. So it, it's really good. All right, I can't wait to actually dive in on what you noticed and everything on the stuff that you saw and everything since you first saw the movie. Now, did you see this movie in theaters, or did you wait until it was on DVD, or how did you find out about this movie? Uh, I waited till it was on DVD. Um, I think I borrowed it from a friend. Oh, okay. Yeah, first time I watched it, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah, the very first time I saw it was in theaters, and I got a group of my friends together, and we went on we went on ahead and watched it for the first time in theaters. And like I said, I was just sold on the fact that Robert De Niro was... Uh, trying to put him on a lie detector test and everything. I'm like, okay, I'm sold. I'm laughing my ass off in the first five minutes of the trailer. I said, I'm done. <laughs> I don't need to see any more. Yeah. <laughs> but the opening scene was really good, though, especially whenever you actually have the uh, breakdown of what ben, Ben's character is. He's a, a nurse, a male nurse, and his name is Greg, and he wants to actually ask his girlfriend to marry him. And, of course, he winds up finding out and everything as he's trying to do the engagement that her sister, sister's boyfriend, winds up asking permission from Robert De Niro first. So he's like, okay, maybe I need to do the same thing he's doing since it actually worked for him in his favor. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, it, I'll tell you what, man. The biggest thing that I like from that is just the cuteness of the kids, man. Um <laughs> And, you know, if he if he could have gone through with that proposal there, it would have been absolutely amazing. You know what I mean? But it was just so good, him, like, hugging her and, and like, telling them, like, move over, move over. So that <laughs> right. Get the signs to spell it out right. Um, yeah, I, I just love uh, the use of the kids there. That was really cute, man. That was a cute scene, though, to be honest with you. Yeah. And then, you know, he goes, I just need to go ahead and tie my shoe. And she's like, what are you talking about? You know, I can't resist a man in nurse shoes or anything because he said he had to change his shoes. And then that's when she winds up saying, you know, I can't resist a man in nurse shoes or anything. He goes, no, no, no. I have to change my shoes. <laughs> and then at that point, that's when the kids are changing the sign and everything, <laughs> telling them where they need to go. And, and I thought that was actually cute. I think it would have actually paid off for him. But then I could see his point as well, wanting to hold off to impress her uh, father, though, as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I always found weird though is that they had been dating a lot longer than the sister and uh, the sister's fiance had been dating. Yet that guy was far more accepted into the in in, in as far as yeah, <laughs> he just was he was he was accepted and right. Greg kind of the odd man out for some reason. He's been around a lot longer. Kind of made me wonder if if she ever uh, if Pam ever told her parents. Well, remember that was not a conversation oh, back and forth. See some. See, I still, I don't know. Sometimes I miss stuff. Still, no, it's okay. It's perfectly fine. I mean, I miss certain things sometimes too when I'm reviewing stuff that maybe Tamika might have gotten and I didn't. So it's always easy to actually miss something whenever it comes down to a movie or something. Yeah. But if you remember though, uh, Greg actually said this to her because you didn't tell him that we were sleeping uh, that we were living together oh yeah that's right so he knew they knew about him it's just that i think that because he had a phd and was a doctor i think that's what made the sister's boyfriend above greg because of the fact that it seems like this family loves doctors right right or at so, least maybe just someone with uh what they consider to be uh an upscale profession or something like that. I don't know. Like if he were a lawyer, maybe they would a lawyer or a, an arch, a successful architect or something like that. I don't know. Who knows? But right. But it's but perfect that he was Owen a nurse. <laughs> right. But then the other thing though is too, we don't know what Owen Wilson's character does. No, we don't. <laughs> All we know is an adventurous type person. Yeah. And that's it. And the parents love him. <laughs> yeah. And he loves lacquer. <laughs> which makes it even funnier yes but 
Okay, so I think everybody can relate to this scene with traveling, going to the airport, yep. and stuff like that, with luggage not fitting right. Mm-hmm. And I feel bad for Greg because he's trying to surprise his girlfriend with the engagement ring, but the engagement ring won't fit underneath that little barrier that they actually had at the airport at that time to where it could actually fit on a carry-on. So therefore, he has to go on ahead and put put it underneath the plane. Of course, you know, with luggage being underneath the plane, there's a 99.9% rate that that luggage is probably going to be missing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've been there a couple times, twice, actually. Uh, I've had to call in and have them send my luggage to me. So it happens, man. It definitely does happen. I remember when I was a kid, it happened to my mom and I. Mm. And they lost their luggage. And get this, the woman said, that she, my mom goes, you lost our luggage. She goes, ma'am, I didn't lose your anything. And that line was the same line yeah. that that uh, person at the airport actually said to Greg. I'm like, okay, I'm reliving my childhood now. Right. Um, and, and I can't stand that, man. That kind of irks me uh, when when she gives him that line. Because it's like, it's like, dude, she knows that he's he means the company. You are at work. You're wearing a uniform with your company's name on it. So I'm talking to you, the company, the representative of that company in, in right. me. And she knows that. But, dude, and people know that. But they still they still like to throw that out there. That irks me. I don't like that. Same here as well. Yeah. And then I also like how Greg, finally we're actually at the Burns house. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, we actually get to meet, of course, Robert De Niro for the first time. We get to meet the mother for, for the very first time. And then the line with uh, De Niro asking him, oh, you got green, huh? Yeah. He goes, yeah, I decided to go with the full size, you know, go all out. Goes, so, And uh, did you pick it or did somebody else pick it? Oh, no, somebody else picked it. Why? He goes, because geniuses picks that, picks that car. But you didn't pick it, so... <laughs> I'm like, okay, strike one. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, in, in De Niro, just right out of the gate, he doesn't even come off like a, like a protective father because um, I, could, I could completely understand that. Um, but he just comes off like, like right out of the gate, I am not even going to give this guy a single second of my time. Um, and it's just, I don't know, man. Cause yeah, you, you get it right there. You're like, dude, Greg is in for a ride. And he thought that the baby throwing up at him in the airport was the tip of the iceberg. Oh. The, the luggage being lost. He's three for three right now. Yeah. That's <laughs> gross too. I've had babies <laughs> right. throw up on dude. I've had anyway. Yes. I've had babies throw up on me too. <laughs> I have to. It shit it on. Not to mention. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know. But, you know, the opening is you actually know the groundwork that you're actually working with with this father. Then also, too, he goes, so did you lose your luggage, too? He goes, no, Dad, I, I had a carry-on, just like you told me. That's my girl. I'm like, well, <laughs> way to rub that in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, man. It, it, it just, and, and that's what I mean by those little jabs, dude. Um, there's, there are just so many little jabs littered throughout here. Unfortunately, I didn't write most of them down, but there are so many of of those little jabs that, uh, that De Niro, uh, takes toward, uh, toward Greg. I can't remember De Niro's character's name, but that's all right. Cause he's all, he's just, he's De Niro, no matter what movie he's in. Right. His name is actually Jack. Jack. All right. And Diane is the mother and then Pam is the daughter. Yep. But another thing, though, that was actually pretty funny, though, is when they go in and they meet Jinx for the first time. <laughs> and, you know, he goes, yeah, um, I remember I taught Mr. Banks how to use the bathroom. He goes, oh, OK, I bet that's pretty handy and everything with the expo- because I bet he can flush the toilet. He goes, Greg, how can he flush the toilet? He has no hands. Yeah. He has no opposable uh, hands. And Greg looks like an idiot. He's like, uh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and then he makes the joke to the mom about uh, having another uh, having another guy, or ha- you know, basically having another guy in the house to leave the toilet seat up, which gets him shut down again by De Niro, being like, you know, he's a cat, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> 
He can't do that. Greg. Yeah, come on, Greg. What are you thinking, man? <laughs> but I, then of course, you know, real quick though, I've often wondered if that would work because I have a cat, and uh, I wonder if that would work, man. If you could really train your cat to use a toilet like that. Well, you did use the kitty litter idea, so if you do, let me know. I might try and train my cat. <laughs> Man, I might try it out just to see what happens. I'll let you know. Okay, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> um, My other thing, though, is, too, uh, he also does not like Greg's profession at all. He finds that as mostly for a woman to do, which is a nurse, versus a male nurse, even though now it's more common for male nurses mm-hmm. compared to 20 years ago. Yeah, uh, dude, I never, well, I mean, I never understood, dude, service is service, and that's definitely right. a public service, and I can't hate on anybody for, for doing public service uh, stuff, man. The, the, anytime you're directly uh, helping the community, dude, I'm not going to knock on you at all. Uh, I'll give you nothing but props, but it, it does, it, 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 it is funny um, how he just keeps taking those jabs about the nursing too, and um, it, it but it goes to show the the mentality, like you were saying, you know, the, uh, how mm-hmm. how things were looked at like that. As far as this is a this is a man job, this is a woman job, and in categorizing things, and um, but it it still does it it, it it's still not dated. You know what I mean? It's t- Right, exactly. Uh, which I love. So, same here as well. And not only that, but we also have to look at the uh, the years that De Niro's been around. So he comes from that old school mentality. Yes. Of what used to be a woman's job can actually fit in with a man as well. So he's not. He has that backwards mentality of what where he grew up at. With. Yep. Yep. So. You know, and then I liked it too, where, uh, you know, where Greg winds up uh, looking at the nanny cam (laughs) and everything. (laughs) And he goes, look at that, Greg, catch. And he catches the bear and he goes, oh, okay, this is neat. And here, you know, no, 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 no. That's a nanny cam. What? All of a sudden they open up the entertainment center and there they are in the living room and it's a nanny cam. And he goes, yeah, you can't have too many perverts out on the street, Greg, <laughs> or anything like that. You never know when someone's going to strike. And and then he's getting you know, grilled, dude, and he just got there. <laughs> right. And at that point in time, I think the plant that he got him would have actually, you know what I'm saying? There was no excitement whenever he gave him the plant. Yeah. And then when he saw the camera, there should have been a little hint that he maybe might be a spy or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Something was definitely up when he, you know, he didn't have a clue anything about that flower. So that that's definitely something's going on here. Like, huh, that's interesting. <laughs> Just, hmm, that, that little De- uh, Robert De Niro look that he always has with that frown. Yeah. With that. <laughs> Just, hmm, that's interesting, Greg. Uh, here puts it back down and everything and shows him the camera <laughs> but <laughs> and then Greg doesn't even realize he's doing it but he's actually putting the camera between the mother's legs oh I dude I didn't even pick up on that yeah like okay if you look at the entertainment center part and everything there's actually he's actually shining the flashlight not the flashlight but the uh the bear mm-hmm. His head is actually turned towards the uh, underneath the mother's skirt. Oh no, I never picked yeah. up on that, man. I'm gonna look out for that on my next viewing. That's great. All right, yeah, because even Greg catches it. He goes, oh, <laughs> he has to hurry up and put the bear, the bear down. And then after that happens, he sees the vase, the vase, and where uh, the ashes actually are, yeah. but he does not know those are the ashes. Or anything like that of one of Jack's Jack's uh, relatives, and because what's that, uh, Jack? Is that another one of your cameras? <laughs> Doing goofy stuff, and he goes, "Those are ashes, Greg." Oh, yeah. How bad would you feel in that moment? You know what I mean? Um, I would feel terrible, but yeah, he does all that classic, the classic Ben Stiller kind of. Faces and and karate chop 
kind right. of stuff. It's so good. Uh, it really is. Yeah, and, and you're laughing, obviously, because it's funny, and then he tells him it's the vase, or that it's not a vase, <laughs> that it's a, it's a, the urn, rather. And then for right. a split second, you stop laughing, and then you start laughing again. And it's, right. it's so good. <laughs> because All it's like, of it's okay, so good. <laughs> right? Because it's like, okay, am I being too morbid here, or <laughs> am I going to hell for laughing? Yeah. Kind of thing. And then all of a sudden you realize what it is and then you're laughing again. So it's actually perfect. Yep. Yep. And then, of course, uh, Greg finally spots the fact that he's actually pe- uh, speaking another language whenever he's outside. Oh, yeah. 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 That's right. Yep. And where Jack is at outside and everything. And Ben Stiller's character is over there and he listens in on the conversation. And he's actually hearing him talking to another language. Mm. And I forgot what language he was actually speaking. Yeah, I can't, wouldn't it? uh, Well, no, no, no. The trip was to Thailand. Right. Uh, Yeah, I can't remember. I'm trying to remember the sound of the last name to maybe that would help a little bit, but I can't recall. Right. And then also, too, I know that I'm going scene by scene a little bit, but the scene that made me laugh though was when they have to go to the where Greg actually has to go to the drugstore to try maybe get some clothes and stuff yes. like that. And you know he's in there. He goes, "So do you have any good uh, wine? Good champagne? We have moms. Do you have like a forty dollar bottle of wine? You can get a whole bunch of moms." <laughs> And then also, too, Puff the Magic Dragon is playing on the way over into that town. Yes. And he goes, too bad. Who would have thought that was never about a dragon? And Robert goes, what are you talking about? You know, some people might actually think that it was about smoking weed. He goes, that great. Do you smoke weed? No. Yeah, and that's the first <laughs> setup for the greatest line, for one of the greatest lines in movie history. Right. I'm gonna get to that in a yes, minute. Yes, for sure. We're gonna we're gonna let that simmer because there's another there's another setup moment also. Right, because as he's coming out of the thing, that's when out of the drugstore, as Greg is coming out, Robert De Niro is uh, doing something kind of fishy, kind of like a CIA kind of spy type thing. Yeah, and then goes and then he goes over to Greg, and he, so Greg actually has to hurry up, pick up the first thing he sees out of the newsstand. <laughs> And I thought it would be like, a, you know, one of those real estate magazines or something like that, or one of those car shop magazines where you can actually find what people are posting about what they want to uh, sell. Auto trader. Yeah, the auto trader stuff. And then Robert De Niro goes, what are you reading? Oh, I'm just reading about, and it opens up the back, and the first thing he sees, pumps. I'm learning about pumps. <laughs> uh, breast pumps. I used to live on a farm. Yeah. <laughs> did you milk cows on that farm Greg <laughs> yeah and he goes yeah I milked quite a few cows in my day and everything and then uh, at the dinner t- then we go on ahead go well, to the dinner real table. quick on that you would think that well I mean obviously the character of Greg is not is not all that quick with the with the comebacks and stuff but if he but you would think that someone in his profession would be able to make up some BS like, you know, like, yeah, there, there's some new brands coming out for these and we're just trying them out in our hospital. I was wanting to see, you know, something along those lines, True, but he's just not that quick. You know what I mean? He's put on the spot and De Niro is very intimidating. Uh, so yeah. I've got, to be honest with you, I've said stupid shit before when I'm just blind spotted and everything. Yeah. If I'm caught blinded, I'm I'm dead. I'm like, um, I have to check on that. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah, it's like, sure. I don't know. <laughs> All of a sudden, like, okay, say something like you know what you're talking about, but you don't know what you're talking about and sound smart. Nah, that don't happen. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I like the I like it too whenever they go back into the house and you know. Robert Nero's like, uh, why don't you say Grace? Uh, yes. Grace? And of course, that's also against his religion because he's actually Jewish. 
Yeah. So do you still pray, Greg? <laughs> <laughs> he goes, Yeah, I, I still I, I still pray. Oh, <laughs> it looks like he's being executed. Yeah, I know, I know. And he's so awkward, so out of place. <laughs> and then I forgot what the prayer was, but then all of a sudden it just ends with Amen. <laughs> yes, yes. I can't remember. It was it was just a bunch of rambling uh, about bless this and bless that and right. uh, just unbelievable. <laughs> and then all of a sudden Robert Nair just opens up the conversation with, so did you tell um, tell Pam about your uh, farming days? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, he's good. Uh, no, he's good it's, at it's calling good. him out in front of the daughter, just like he, because he's looking for that verification. You know what I mean? Right. He wants to make sure that Greg isn't bullshit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's what it is. And my favorite thing that Greg does is he goes, "Yeah, we we milked a lot of cows." <laughs> and yeah, um, so and he goes, "What did you milk?" Oh, and uh. You can melt anything with um with breast. Because really, so can you melt me, Greg? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If, can if, you melt me? if you can milk a cat, you can certainly milk me, Greg. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it, when and, he says you can you can milk anything with, with uh breast nipples, yep. with nipples, uh even even Pam looks at him like, What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and that's pretty bad when the only person on your side looks at you like that. Right? And she looks so horrified when she said that. He goes, okay, what has this guy been doing yeah. when I'm at work? Yeah. So but, question. <laughs> most definitely. She, I could just see her going, we need to talk after this. No wonder he's been wanting a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Although he doesn't like cats, he prefers dogs, but right. still. <laughs> and that was also another thing, though, that I wanted to mention in the car ride over into that town, too. Mm -hmm. The other thing that Robert Nero opens up with, so great, why don't you like cats? Yeah. It, I love how he says his name. Uh, like, whenever he talks to him, he says his name either to start or to end. And I just love it. It it adds to that intimidation factor because it lets it lets Greg know that he is in no way comfortable. Like like he's not warming up, um, and so it keeps it keeps Greg on edge even more. It would me, me too as well. To be honest with you, and especially when we especially how he says it angrily. So Greg, yeah. Uh, why don't you like cats? And I'll be like, and if that was me, I'm like, uh, uh, help. No, just be honest, dude. Some people like that. Some people don't. Some people like right. dogs. Some people don't. Right. Exactly. I'm not going to pretend that I like an animal because you like that certain animal. Right. Right. You know, <laughs> you see, I'm more of a dog person, but I have a cat because of the fact that they're easier to actually contain out of the yard because I live so close to the road. Yep. Yep. Same here. And everything. So, yep. So that's the only reason why I have a cat. Yep. But, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> but I'm not going to pretend that I like something when I don't. I'm always going to be straight up and honest. But yep, I guess sure. when you're put on a spot, you don't know how to actually answer something. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, Robert is pretty much straightforward through this whole entire thing where he's actually pretty angry at him. For being at his house, angry that he's with Pam, angry at Pam because she's with Greg because of the profession that he's in. So all that tension is all built up in De Niro of hating him. <laughs> mm hmm Oh, yeah. And the mom, you kind of don't know where the mom stands, to be honest. You can't tell if she's faking it, like just being nice, or if she really is trying to be supportive and give him a chance. Right. The scene that really captured me to the point where I think that she was trying to give him a chance is remember when Pam tells her, I think he might be the one. Right. And then she winds up telling Jack, you know, Pam said that she might be that he might be the one. And so that tells me that she's 
looking forward to that a little bit because of the way that she actually said it. Yeah. Yep. So I can see that she's a little bit more of accepting than what Jack is. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Definitely skeptical, though. Right. She's got, definitely has her walls up, but not as much as De Niro does. But it's definitely there, especially whenever they're talking about the middle name, her middle name, because that's also yes. when Greg is actually listening in on the conversation. <laughs> oh, man. And, yeah. <laughs> and he goes, well, can you, I just remembered something. What's that? Pam's middle name, Martha. Martha Fokker. Pamela Martha <laughs> Fokker. That's, dude, they, I don't know, that would just be so awesome if Martha was actually her first name. Right, that would have been, right, that would have been a perfect. Martha Fokker. Oh, man, we need a sequel of this and somehow incorporate that in. Well, I mean, of course, there are two more, there are two more sequels to this, but, I mean, we need a follow-up, we need a fourth with uh, perhaps, uh. Perhaps the kids. Uh, Greg and uh, and Pam's daughter bringing home a guy, and and Greg finally understanding what it was like being De Niro, and maybe using a little bit of De Niro's techniques. Maybe even have De Niro in there for for some scenes on a phone call, uh, helping right. Greg out. You know, I don't know. You know what would be even funnier though? He's doing the lie detector test, but he doesn't know how to do the lie oh. detector <laughs> test. So De Niro is actually on an online phone call with Greg, teaching him how to do it while he's actually doing a lie detector on the boyfriend. Yes, I'm sold, dude. I'm in. <laughs> I want that now. Yeah, that would <laughs> be awesome. It would be. Um, but yeah, I definitely have to say that that actually landed pretty well. Then all of a sudden, there's a secret. Um, secret passage that just opens up in the living room yep. where Greg is actually at because even De Niro said he goes you can't let, let your uh, snake out of your cage for 75 hours Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was perfect and pretty funny um, but he goes in and Greg is over there she sees the lie detector test and next thing you know De Niro's behind him and goes so what you find Greg and he goes oh I just saw this door open uh, you have a nice little nook here. Um, I'm just going to go. He goes, no, no, no. Did, did you see anything fascinating? He goes, yeah, I saw that lie detector test. Why don't we just plug it in for old time's sake, you know? Just some, we're just going to joke around with it. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad move. I would, uh, I would try very hard to get out of that situation. I'd be like, look, I got to take a shit. We can do this tomorrow. <laughs> you know, yeah, totally I have mean. diarrhea from the from the meat that I just digest from you. Yes, yes. Deuce calls. <laughs> right? Deuces. But, you know, Ben being Ben, he just goes on here and does it. Yep. And Danilo plugs it in. And the questions that he's asking is just hilarious. Do you remember some of them? Um, I, I remember the ones I mostly remember is like uh, about him and the daughter together. I don't really, I can't recall uh, the the comical ones to be honest. Okay. One of them was about dinner, about the meat. Okay, yeah. And he goes, was the meat overcooked or undercooked? And Ben is trying his best to lie. But with the needle jumping and everything, it's hard to do. Yeah. And he goes, it, and get this, it's supposed to be just, just yes and no questions because if you wind up just answering questions that like uh, like Greg is doing, it's not going to work. He would have to re-ask him again in real life. Right. He, they would have to re-ask him again because it's supposed to be just yes or no answers. But he goes, it, it was slightly undercooked for my taste. And then he goes, did you fly on an airplane? Yes. And at first you think he's just joking around at first whenever we ask him that question. And is your name Greg? Yes. And are you, and then after that it goes into another question regarding um, is Pam and him living together? And of course we don't see him asking that because after that Greg is just so horrified over De Niro. Yeah. And everything. He's sitting on the couch, on top of the couch, as a matter of fact, of where he's supposed to be sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> and Pam just walks in and he's just horrified. <laughs> he goes, 
He goes, what happened? Oh, nothing, nothing much. Just got hooked to your daddy's little machine there. Does he hook all your boyfriends to it? <laughs> Poor guy, man. I, I can't even imagine how I would be feeling at this point. Right. If you remember, you have you ever seen the Heartbreak Kid with him, uh, with the, uh, with Ben Stiller in it? No, I have not. I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. Okay. Well, he's married to this. Got married to this psycho after being with her for maybe you know, three weeks. Hmm. So she puts him through some hell where she, he tell she tells him to fuck her hard, and he's doing everything that she's asked him to do. And then finally, when they're done, he's rocking back and forth. Because he's scared. <laughs> and that's what reminds me of him sitting on that couch. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> but um I thought that scene was really good. And then of course, yes. you know, Pam is asking him, so what kind of questions did he ask you? He asked if we lived together. What did you tell him? I don't I didn't answer anything. Your mom ripped the ripped the cord out before I could even ask. Yeah, thank God for mom. Right? <laughs> good old mom. That was close. <laughs> That was too close for comfort. And then, you know, then, of course, Pam is trying to make out with him. And then he goes, look, I have to keep my snake in my cage for 75 hours. Yeah. <laughs> and Pam goes, come on, we're not kids anymore, Greg. It's going to be okay. No, I want to honor your dad for this. One. Which is commendable. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's like, okay, if I can't, if I fail the polygraph test, maybe me not screwing your daughter inside your house might <laughs> prove me worthy of approval. Yep. But, you know, the next morning, he wakes up, he's <laughs> in his PJs, and... This is a good scene. Goes, oh, yeah, that's a good scene, because everybody else is dressed. Yeah, yeah. And he just you comes in in those PJs, so out of place. Very out of place. He looked like he just got out of a cheap hotel yeah. and got some pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> but they're actually Robert Nero's pajamas, but still very downgraded pajamas. Yeah, yeah, seemed like it. Yep. But I loved whenever he's introduced, where Jack is actually introducing Greg to everybody. Oh, this is Dr. Bob. He has a PhD. He's a doctor. This one's a doctor. And, you know, Greg, you, you study medicine, don't you? And <laughs> I love it how he, he puts him, he sets it up for Greg to answer the question in, in to embarrass himself, although Greg isn't embarrassed at all, which is awesome. But it's just, it's funny how De Niro isn't, he's like, he's making fun of him, but in a way where it's making Greg make fun of himself. It does. It really does. And he plays off of it so well. And he goes, yeah, I'm a, I'm a nurse. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, you know, Pam said, well, you know, he did study for his doctoring and everything, and he did pass the test. And Greg goes, yeah, I just felt like I was more, I'm more open towards working with other doctors than I am just being with one, one doctor in particular and stuff like that. It opens the door for other things. Right, right. And of course, you don't know if he's actually bullshitting, if he's lying to Pam, or if he's not lying to Pam, because of the answers he's actually giving. Yeah. <laughs> but it actually sounds kind of truthful, but also might seem kind of false as well. It sounds legit to me. I'd buy it. Right. I would actually buy that, though. Yeah, me but too. De Niro, though. <laughs> no, no, he don't, he don't buy it at all. <laughs> And you can tell that he has that little frown look on his face, like, okay, this motherfucker, I'm going to get him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he is. He's out to get him. But now now we're getting to the point where I think it's, isn't the brother's name Ronnie or something like that? He sneaks it through the window. Yes, I believe so. Ronnie, I think. Yeah. Ronnie sneaks into the bedroom window. And, of course, he's the stoner in the family. The one who's just a slacker and all that stuff that, which I'm surprised that he got King yet over on De Niro. Yeah, me too. Me too. That was shocking. But I guess because of the fact that your family, it's you're blinded to it, so therefore you put up the walls and and act like it's not there when it's really there. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, I mean, you know, it's happened in my family, so yeah. Right. That's what I'm thinking. 
But Ronnie comes in and goes, do not tell my dad I smoked weed or came in at this time. Yep. And then at that point in time, they decide to go to the pool. Uh, and play uh, the volleyball game in the pool. Yep, and have, yeah, all the food and stuff like that. Yep, yep. Now, have you ever been into some games like that before or anything like that where it was like a family gathering where you actually had to do stuff like Greg is doing or no? Uh, Yeah, like, um, uh, yeah, I've been in that situation. Like, uh, not like uh, playing, well, like playing board games or, games or cards when, when, Right. Uh, when I've met a, a chick's parents for the first time. Um, and then I've been to other people's family functions as a guest and playing volleyball and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. And of course we're men, we like to be, once you push us to a certain yeah. limit to where we're competitive, yeah. we're competitive. Yeah. Like, okay. I, I want to win. <laughs> right. <laughs> and Greg at first is not wanting to do it or anything like that, but as soon as they say, come on, fucker. Spike the ball, Fokker. What are you doing, Fokker? Yeah. I, I <laughs> so love I, the overuse of the last name in the way that they overuse it. It's so good. It is. It could actually become one of those jokes that don't land well because of the fact it's being told over and over again. Right. But the landing and the delivery of it is good. It's kind of like what Christian Harlow says about stand-up. You can use a joke over and over again, but it's the way you project it and the way it's used, you can actually use it in the right context. Yep, yep. And that's exactly what they do. Yep. And finally, Greg just had enough. He goes, okay, I'm going to spike this damn ball. That's what he's saying to himself because he's feeling cocky. Then as soon as the ball goes up... Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Real quick, before we get to this, for me... The right before this is the is when one of the greatest lines in movie history was said. Uh, okay. Given the setups of you know the puff the magic dragon scene, and uh, actually uh, with, they they did the tux fitting uh, after Greg oh, wore yeah. the clothes from uh, from the brother and and Robert De Niro found the pipe in there and grilled him about it, and then they asked him, uh, you know, can you spike it if we get it to you, Greg? And he, and Greg said, yeah, I'd have to be pretty high, but yeah. And Robert De Niro says, I bet you would Panama red. And now that it, right there, given the setup and everything, I bet you would Panama red. And then they all start laughing at him and he's <laughs> sitting there like, or standing there in the pool. Like, I don't understand what's going on. That was so good. I, I've had just that line. I bet you would, Panama Red, stuck in my head for about two weeks now, dude. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't blame you on that one. That is such a good song, though. You know. Yep. <laughs> but you know, I wasn't sure if the tux was the first thing or the second thing. So I'm glad that you actually corrected me on that, though, because I wasn't sure if the pool scene was first and then the tux fitting was second. So I'm glad to know that, that was actually the first thing that happened. Yeah. Because also, too, he goes, what we have here now, Greg, is you're in the circle of trust. Yes. He goes, I'll be watching you. Yep. And then, of course, the pool scene that I just mentioned. And, you know, like I said, the volleyball goes up and then all of a sudden he spikes the ball and it breaks the her sister's nose. <laughs> Blood yeah, everywhere. <laughs> so gnarly, dude. <laughs> right? And I was like, what's wrong with you, Fokker? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Fokker. <laughs> and, and he's looking at him like, what? I, I, I spiked it, dude. It, which he did. Okay, maybe he probably hit it a little bit too hard when he spiked <laughs> it. But he did, he did what he was told to do. Exactly. And then on top of that, he's also wearing... The Speedo. Oh, and you know that was intentional (laughs) right the poor guy i mean i feel bad for greg in this movie so badly yeah but also too he also does it to himself a little bit though yes yes he's such a trooper though man he ain't thrown he ain't thrown in the towel yet so i have to give him credit though i mean he he really wants to be with pam yeah he does but uh and not only that, by by then you also know for a fact that the entire Barnes family, including Pam, agrees that it's best for Greg to leave Long Island until 
the cruc- uh, until everything dies down, though, too. You know, because there's things that actually happen in this film. Like, for instance, I don't, I forgot how it's actually laid out. But remember when Binks gets missing? Yes, yes. They uh, that was actually later. Um, later, I'm looking at my notes here. After the pool okay. scene, they went back home. And they discovered that uh, someone had flushed the toilet and the backyard was now, the septic tank had overflowed into the backyard. Right. And Greg was the one who used the bathroom before they actually left. Yeah. The but he blamed, he tried to blame it on Jinxie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that point, Jinxie is actually missing. So he winds up trying to get a replacement cat to replace Jinxie. And everything, too. Yep. And, and it was and, right about this time also when they discovered that his... Yeah, because right before Jinxie went missing, um, the they showed up, the airline showed up with his luggage. Yeah. And they found out that his name is not Greg, his name is Gaylord. And so, Gaylord all, you know, Falker. making fun of Gaylord Fokker. Um, and then it was while he was on the phone with the uh, with the airline company... And when he kind of wasn't thinking and let Jinxie outside, but we got a replay of that scene from earlier at the airport when he's like, you know, you sent me the wrong bag. And he's like, well, not you personally. And you could just hear the person on the other line in your mind being like, well, I didn't do anything. (laughs) Right. Exactly. The same talk, the same lingo of the airport and everything is being played over again. And that's when Jinxie goes outside the door and then, of course, two, um, that's what that's what winds up happening. And then my favorite thing is, you know how his name is Gaylord, yes. right? We actually have a paper mill in Louisiana called Gaylord at one time. Right. And I and get this, as soon as I saw that, I just started laughing. I'm like, so you're named after the paper? Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. But yeah. Hippie parents, man. What do you want? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Right, exactly. Oh. But I I have to say, us finding out that his name is Gaylord and his last name is Fucker. Yeah. Was just Gay Fucker. Um, and then, of course, you know, once they find out that, of course, Robert is actually trying to train, he trained Jinxie how to actually walk down the aisle with the ring. Yes. As also, and Jinxie is not there. Jinxie's gone. So at that point, they're like, you know what? Jinxie might actually, um, might turn up or whatever. So let's go on ahead and try and figure out what we can do. Until that that actually happens, and that's when Ben Stiller goes down to the animal shelter. Yes, and <laughs> uh, and and gets himself a lookalike, <laughs> almost <laughs> all except the tail. Yep, all except that tail, which a little spray paint can cure. Right, man, <laughs> which makes me laugh. He spray paints the tail to make him fit in with it, and. Then, of course, too, that's also when the septic tank also explodes. Yep. It, well, yeah, and it, it all went up in flames, that lacquer on that on that right. stupid... He put so much lacquer on that thing. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because he did. He, what he did was he flicked the cigarette because he threw... Because if you remember, uh, the pack of cigarettes was on top of the roof where Pam uh, threw the cigarette. Yep. So Gaylord went on ahead and smoked a cigarette and you know then of course they're looking for him so he hurried up and just threw it down somewhere and of course it lands in the gutter <laughs> um and the gutters and everything and the leaves start catching on fire and also too that's also where the altar and everything else is but we're also there's also another thing though too we forgot about when owen wilson shows up uh, for the oh yeah time. he delivers the altar in the pickup truck and so, right, but also to the apartment, though. Remember the house, the house that he lived. Oh in? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I skipped a little bit, so we're gonna backtrack a little bit. But they go to his house. They see these pictures. Uh, Greg sees these picture 
and everything. Uh, Pam uh, doing these extravagant things like mountain climbing, skydiving, scuba diving. This thing that's like complete opposite of what Greg even expected of Pam. And he goes, so you still have pictures of Pam, huh? He goes, oh, man, brother. She is just great, isn't she? Yeah. Wild cat. <laughs> She's a wild cat. <laughs> I'm like, I'm Owen Wilson laughing. is so damn funny. He's the same in everything that he's in, but it, it doesn't matter because he's so delightful and funny. He is, and he's also trying to show him a good time, being a good hostess, but also at the same time, Greg is also pissed off. Yep, yep. <laughs> and so, of course, the author that they actually get is actually something that Owen Wilson made for the sister, which is not awkward at all. Um, but, <laughs> but then all of a sudden, the, the self-detank winds up blowing up. The altar gets caught on fire. Man. Up in and smoke. Then, <laughs> definitely. Where <up> my <laughs> altar's gone. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, if you remember, though, at the dinner scene, uh, after they got everything conned. It, well, at this point, he's a hero because he, he right. found Jinxie. So right. at this point, everybody loves him now. And, and, and Kevin's right. on the outs. Nobody gives a shit about Kevin anymore. Right. And Kevin is just miserable. Yeah. And everything at that time because he's like, Hey, do you want to see what I'm doing? No. Look what Greg is doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now the attention's on Greg. <laughs> and Greg is loving it. He's eating it up. Oh, yeah. He's having good. And then all of a sudden, Robert De Niro gets a call saying that Bing- Jinxie has been found. Yep, by the neighbors. By the neighbors. And goes, hmm, that's interesting. And then as they're about to leave, he tells Greg, he goes, well, I have some interesting news and some good news. What's that? They found Jinxie. What? <laughs> no, no. Didn't he, say, look- didn't he say that that he he was going to, he had taught Jinxie some new tricks. Oh, and yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, when yeah, they yeah, got sure back, is. they were, he was going to show them the new tricks. And, and Greg was like, basically like, no, nah, he's been, he's tired. You know, it's all right. We don't need to. <laughs> No, he doesn't need to learn learn new tricks or anything. He's tired. He had a run. Yeah, game. yeah, it's okay. You know, he, he just been show me tomorrow. <laughs> like he knows the cat's getting. Oh yeah, better. yeah. <laughs> Nobody knows that cat better than Robert Nero, and he's going to tell him about his cat's sleep schedule, <laughs> which makes it even funnier. But then they actually have a speed race back home. Yep that that's one of the best scenes to well maybe not one of the best but it's. Certainly funny, them uh, drag racing from stoplight to stoplight, and they keep getting stuck at the red light. So, you know, it's like two seconds of gunning it, and then they slam on the brakes and skid to the stop. It's so good. It really is. It adds in that comedy flavor and everything. And, of course, Greg doesn't know where he's going either. So he has to really if you think about it. He has to follow Robert De Niro. He has to follow Jack, if you think about yeah. it. Yeah. But... But he doesn't care. He wants to get there before uh, Jack does. And, of course, Jack gets there before him. He finds the house in all disarray and everything. And then, of course, that's when the fake Jinxie gets exposed. Yep. Because he scratches up the furniture. Oh, yeah. That house was trashed. Including the wedding. Yes. Oh, man. And that would be devastating for a bride, I I can imagine. I mean, let alone uh, the the night before the wedding. Exactly, man. Oh, and then um, he goes, "Did you do this, Greg? Did you do this?" He goes, "I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about." He goes, he, "All of a sudden, he sniffs the cat's t- tail and can smell the paint." Just who the hell paint, spray paints a tail? He goes, "Greg did this." Yep, Greg. Made it look like Jinxie so that way he can blend in because he lost Jinxie. Bad Greg. Bad Greg. And next thing you know, everybody starts hating him again, including Pam now. At that yeah, point. she's pretty pissed at this point. And then this is when De Niro pulls out the big guns 
that uh, well, no, no. At this point, they didn't know. I'm at this point, they didn't realize that his name was Gaylord yet, did they? No, they, they didn't, didn't realize that yet because it was when they were all pissed off and De Niro pulled out the the big guns and was like, you know, they're. Uh, he never took the, the, what are they called? MCATs? Is that what they're called? Yeah. He's like, he never took those, you know? And, uh, and then everyone's thinking that he lied about that. And then when, as he was leaving his actual luggage showed up, that's right. And that's when he was like Gaylord Fokker. And they were like, what? Your name's Gaylord. That's right. And he goes, yeah, that's my legal name. And not only that, but Robert also found a bunch of BDSM and Yes, uh, stuff like in that. the other back in the old suitcase. You're right. Um, yeah, that's not a good look. No, but he also knows too that Greg also lost his luggage. Yes, yes. So, you know, he should have, you know, been a little bit more understanding. That's not his stuff. Yep. Yeah. But still, I thought it was still funny the way it landed. I thought it was. Oh good. yeah, oh yeah. I mean, but, nothing like watching old Robert De Niro pulling out some uh, some hardcore toys, right? And then, of course, Pam tells him, "Look, you need to go on ahead and leave, and everything. We'll set that. We'll uh, go on ahead and talk about this when I get back to New York." So he takes the cab back, and he's getting ready to be on the airplane. And of course, that's when. Pam's mom starts talking to Jack. She goes, no one's going to be as good of a husband or anything like that for Pam because you're not going to let anybody else in. Yeah. And then, of course, it goes back over to the airport. He goes, and the woman is just annoying because she's doing that annoying keyboarding thing, Mm -hmm. acting like she's typing in something when she really probably isn't. Yeah. And he goes, oh, we have the midnight flight. Yeah, put me on that midnight flight to Georgia. (laughs) Right. And, you know, of course he takes it. And then all of a sudden, Robert Nero calls in some people. I want to say this is actually planned out because he actually knows probably someone in TSA or something. Well, he did say bomb. Yeah, he says bomb. He goes, what's wrong with saying bomb? Bomb, 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 bomb. Sir, calm down. Bomb. All of a sudden, they taste. Oh, yeah. Ouch. (laughs) (laughs) And then that's when he, uh, Robert De Niro goes on ahead and interrogates him. Yep. Yep. And then he goes, are you Gaylord Fokker? He goes, yes. Do you want to marry my daughter? Yes. I did until I met you. Yep. Yep. (laughs) And if I, that scene was and if I promise not to interfere so much, uh, <laughs> will you consider marrying my daughter? <laughs> I love it. He goes, yes. And then, of course, everything's patched up now. They're made up. They leave. And then, my then of course, the ending credits. Yep. And I love it whenever he goes, Oh, you don't know what a plant, that kind of plant that is, do you? Is it, it's a vodkas plant. Uh, you don't know. Oh, you work for the CIA. Only have one question: How are you going to deal with that? Hiya! <laughs> yeah, that was perfect. Yes, yes, uh, and that that always kind of reminds me, like uh, at the end of Dodgeball, when we see that clip of Ron White at the in the credits, sitting there eating the chicken. Definitely. Yep. And, and you know what else is actually perfect though too that I can actually see. He also played Ben Still also played in heavyweights. Hmm. All right. I've never seen that. Yeah, he plays two characters, believe it or not. He plays Tony Perks. It's actually on uh Disney because it's a Disney movie as well. He's supposed to be playing the uh camp counselor who took over Camp Hope for kids to lose weight. And they, he puts them through hell. Man. And everything. He's supposed to be like an over-eccentric Richard Simmons. All right, all right, all right. I can see that. <laughs> does does extre- like extreme sports, extreme everything. He's also a con man and everything as well. But <laughs> it's That's funny. great. 
but it's definitely on Disney Plus right now if you want to actually check that out. But I remember seeing that in my childhood. Yeah, I might check that out, man. I do have Disney Plus, so. All right. Um, let's see. What else? Did, was there anything else that you want to touch base on with as far as the film goes? No, nah, man. Just other than, you know, just to uh, reinforce how amazing that, that line is after all the setup for it that, uh, oh, I bet you would, Panama Red. Right. I love that. I love that line. I love uh, Owen Wilson's character yes. and, and everything as well, as well, because he's a surfer dude type, yeah. <laughs> type of mentality. He goes, man, isn't it just great? It's just great, man. <laughs> you know? Yep. I love it. In uh, the, in the two sequels are great too. So. You see, I like meet the Fockers. Yes. I like the first two, the third one, not so much. Uh, I can't even, uh, Little Fockers was the name of the third yeah. one. That's right. Right. Yeah, that one wasn't as good, no. No. But I think if they went on ahead and waited a little bit longer, let uh, Greg's uh, kids grow up and let them be at uh, where their daughter's actually getting married, that would have been a perfect setup, like you said. Yeah, that'd be great. I'd I'd be all in for that, man. We need to write that movie. Yeah, Hell yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm. But, but yeah, man, this has been a blast. I just want to say thank you again for wanting to do this and everything. I know that we've been meaning to do this. It's just our schedules is totally different. Yeah, yeah. Well, I appreciate the invite, man. I appreciate it very much. Thank you. Uh, is you're very. I love talking about movies and stuff, man. Especially good ones. Um. Uh, it, it is fun talking about bad movies too, though, to be honest, but, but I love really talking is. about good movies. I agree with you on that. Another thing though, too, that I want to mention is I also do TV shows too. Oh, sweet. I don't, ju- yeah, I don't just do the movies and stuff like that because I do dabble into TV shows as well because it does feel like a, like 12 episodes can feel like a 12 hour movie. Yeah. Yeah. If you actually think about it. That's true. So if you ever want to review a TV show or an episode from a TV series or sitcom, let me know. We'll just do one episode based off of a sitcom. Cool. And do it like that. Sounds good to me, man. All right. So you know what? I know that you have a little, if people love The Bachelorette and everything, tell them a little bit about that show because I want them to be able to subscribe if I have any listeners that are into The Bachelorette or into the Mandalorian and stuff like that, where they can actually catch your shows. Yeah. Um, uh, so if you, if you go into your podcast feeds or, uh, or on YouTube, Merc with a movie blog, um, there are two shows on there that I do. Well, there are three shows on there that I do, but I'll plug two of them right now. Um, one is a bachelor, uh, bachelor nation show. The host Sarah and I, we watch the episodes of whichever bachelor show is on that week. Uh, right now we're in the middle of bachelorette. Um, Tasha just joined the season because Claire broke the whole se- the whole show. Um, but uh, we do that live on Wednesday nights at 8 PM Eastern t- or 7 PM. I'm sorry, 7 PM Eastern time. It's called Go Get That Rose, uh, again, on the Merc with the Movie blog feed or channel on YouTube, and also on Friday nights at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, we do a Mandalorian review show called Hey Mando, uh, so check that out, too, myself, Sean, and Dean. Uh, it's a lot of fun, but that Bachelor show, I was telling, uh, I was telling Sarah last night before we did the episode that you know, it's absolutely nothing against anyone else that I do shows with, but that is by far the most fun that I have on any of the shows that I do is on Go Get That Rose, The Bachelor Show. Um, it's just, it's so much fun. We are not serious where we, you know, I mean, she's the passionate, uh, she's the young, passionate lady who uh, loves it. She's in her early to mid teens or 20s, rather. Um, so she, she really is into it, you know, and I'm, I'm a dude who's 41. I think it's all really rather silly and, and it's just a game show that's extremely entertaining and we just talk trash about it and we don't take it too serious at all. So, um, that, that's one, if I could recommend anyone checking a show out that I do, that's the one I would recommend. 
I agree with you on that, though, man. I, I can actually tell that you have fun with it. I, I, here's the thing. I don't watch The Bachelorette or anything like that. I just watch your show because I just watch it for you because I like the humor that you actually bring to the show, and I know that you're actually having fun with it. So, you know, you definitely bring a lot. You definitely bring a, the, great, the balance to it. And I also love your co-host as well. Well, she's the host, dude. Don't get that wrong, man. That ain't my okay. show. That ain't my show, okay. man. I'm just the uh, okay. I'm just the co-pilot on that one, which is how I like okay. it. Okay. All yeah, right. yeah, Sarah. Well, that's all, Sarah, man. She uh, she's awesome, dude. I can't speak highly enough of her. Um, she's got a great personality. She's funny. She's she just she's really into it, and she's good at it, man. She's uh, she's really good on she that really show. Is. I love it. Next time when you talk to Sarah, just tell her that I, John from Movie Lovers Unite, tells uh. Uh, said that she was an outstanding. I host. will definitely do that because you guys do bring a balance. Yeah, to it. yeah. It, we don't the serious type. We you know? rarely see eye to eye on things. Too, I'm I'm starting to discover more and more that, like you know, she's she's looking at it from a completely different angle that I am. I've I've got twenty. I've got uh, like twenty one, twenty two years on her age wise. So. I've got, you know, I pick up the little subtle things. I pick up how people think or uh, how they react to things, what they say, specific words they use, and red flags go up. And then and, and she reacts to those same things. It's like, well, no, it's okay. You know, like, like it's, and, and I'm like, nah, dude, give yourself about 20 more years and you'll see what I'm seeing. <laughs> right, exactly. But I have I have to say it's really really good, man. Thank um, you. You're very welcome. And of course, everybody, you guys can go on ahead and follow me on Facebook, Instagram, at Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite. We also have a GoFundMe page for Movie Lovers Unite. We also have another place if you want to do this. If you guys don't don't have the funds or anything, I totally understand, especially with this pandemic going on. But we actually have a place where you can donate. And that place is www.buymeacoffee.com slash movie lovers. And you can go ahead and buy, get me jacked up on some caffeine, buy me a cup of coffee. You know, all that's all the proceeds go towards uh, buying new equipment, doing giveaways for movies like digital giveaways and stuff like that. So I want to get back to y'all. Another thing, though, too, we also have a website now called www.movieloversunite.com for all your entertainment pleasures. And then also, too, you guys can follow me at Movie Lovers Unit, and you guys can also follow me at John DeGorio 8 And later on, I'm actually going to be on Ben Rayner's show at 8 o'clock uh, Central Time, 8.30 Central Time, and 6 o'clock Pacific Time. So you guys can catch me there on his show. And I hope that you guys actually check me out there. And always and until next time, bye-bye.